y'all so much once again for listening to Tights and Fights. You know what? Do y'all love us? Because we love you. You guys want that merch? I know you do because you ask us for merch. And I want merch too. I definitely, definitely want a t-shirt that I can give to my mom so I can prove to her I'm not wasting my entire life. So one of the ways that you can help us get things like merch and get the word out is by giving us reviews. Like the final Pam, who says they are very new to wrestling and we've helped guide them along the journey. Thank you, the final Pam. I hope you're not the last one. All right, that's good, right? (laughs) All right. Oh, Pam. Oh, Pam. Now I'm really worried about Pam. (laughs) What are you doing to all the other Pams? Does she not know there are other Pams? Or is it like Tigger, where she just doesn't fucking know there's loads of them and you just misspelled your name? Like, you're not Tom York. Stop it, Tigger. You're a tiger. Is that Pam's thing? That might be Pam's name. That might be Pam. (laughs) She doesn't know. Tights and Fights Podcast. It's the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle. And this guy, Mike Eagle, is there as well. Tights and Bites podcast. Tights and Bites. So please remember that you're listening to a podcast. The perfect, the podcast. Tides wow. and fights. Thank you guys so wow, much. That's amazing. That's very good. That, that was, was, awesome. uh, that was good. I had to do. I had to do the Ember Moon. Oh, okay, because I didn't recognize it. <laughs> Michael's like Danielle's just singing. That's no, funny. she was no. You was singing. <laughs> I was singing. <laughs> I did some warm ups in the shower, you guys. Oh when pod, when Pod Dad's not here, I feel like I got to show out. All right, nice. you know. I'm also going to take you to ice cream after this. Oh, <laughs> score. Yeah, I'm your favorite. I'm your favorite. It's true. <laughs> Julian, Julian, edit that out. <laughs> Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and the hilarity that it deserves. I'm the queen of queendom, Danielle Radford. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the Beats Incarnate Mike Eagle. Aha, I like oh, that. I like that it. is That's good. That's a good one. And the calcellence of calcecution, Lindsay Kelp. <laughs> Julian's on fire today. Yeah, man. Also, I'm just going to go ahead and say, I hadn't seen that yet, and I did that off of a cold read. That's Aww. amazing. Good work. I think it's just because I call you Kelk because I love yeah. you so much. I think Aww. I thought about calling you Kelk on the way in here today. Please do. It's a thing. Okay, good. Yeah. I always, I, I think it's because I was raised military, so I'm very much like. <laughs> Radford and Kelk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That nice. sounds like a good team name. Right? <laughs> well, that sounds like better a... than Bludgeon Brothers, so yeah, let's talk to someone about I agree. that. Mm-hmm. I you agree. know what? They could just take that one. They could just be Radford they and Kelk. No one will know why. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but y'all need something, so go on and <laughs> go ahead and have those. I'm Smash. I'm brick. <laughs> what the fuck? We'll get there. We'll get there. I promise. I promise. We're the bludgeon cousins. <laughs> bludgeon cousins is way better because it also rhymes. Oh, I want to go to bludgeon Thanksgiving. <laughs> I mean, the whole family. Oh, my God. It's just a bunch of people in tarps like a fucking <laughs> Gallagher show. <laughs> just bringing out hammers. And it's like, you guys know you could just cut the turkey. You don't have to, you don't have to hit it with daddy Triple H's sledgehammer. <laughs> Oh, man. I love them, but oh. Um, so it's a it's a big four pay-per-view week. So we have sat through 12 hours of wrestling to bring you the things that we cared about most. So we're going to get started with NXT TakeOver War Games. And let's start with the match for which the show was named. The Undisputed Era versus The Authors of Pain with Roddy Strong versus Sanity in a War Games match. So what did you guys think of this very violent affair, which is basically a cage match with two rings? 
Hmm. I didn't even know they had two rings, first of all. <laughs> wait, wait, were you guys? I didn't have a drink. <laughs> no, so I was very drink. confused when they pulled back. I'm like, has this always been there? <laughs> and apparently it had always been there. Then it was hard to see everything because there were two rings. I couldn't see anything. Yeah. I mean, the things that I saw were great things and they were very entertaining <laughs> i just feel like nxt is like vince is like if you want that ring you have to earn it and so they had to like go out and like sell those books like you would sell for your choir trip That's funny. <laughs> they, excuse you know, me miss <laughs> excuse me hi my name is ember moon and i'm here with wwe's nxt training school and Aww. if you buy one of these books and get your friends to buy one of these books we can afford an extra ring for no good goddamn she has reason the laminated card that she's reading off <laughs> yeah yeah I love the match so much. You love this match. So I much? loved it. I mean, oh, I love Takeover. Yeah, I love Takeover, I and really, it did give some some really good moments. I thought I... they did the best they could do with managing the action in the mm-hmm. ring. I thought they paced it out. I will say, and this is such a picky picky thing, and I promise I'm not going to shit on anything this week because wrestling is my happy place right now, and I the twelve hours have been there for me, so I will now be there for them. Okay. <laughs> uh, I thought the direction and the editing was not on fire this weekend. Like there were a lot of weird cutaways. There was very a lot of shaky camera work. There was a lot of like we're going to have three angles of this one move while it's happening. So you missed a lot of stuff but i really enjoyed it i i had really low expectations going in of war games of the actual war games match because i had gone back and watched a bunch of the old ones and like there's no way they're gonna let them do this now Mm. even nxt like they're not gonna Mm. smash flair's head in with the door for lols um (laughs) so i was really pleasantly surprised i I thought it was i think it would have benefited from maybe being two teams instead of three right Mm. Because I felt like just the three teams is already a little bit much. And then the fact that, like, Authors of Pain and Roderick Strong, they're not even a team, really. I know, but I did like the littlest Author of Pain. That was kind of adorable. Kind of weird to me. Like, I I Author of Pain, you know, you only like it when they look like giant children, not a child dressed as them. (laughs) I I don't like them then, uh, to begin with. I only like it how the commentary team just has decided to call them both Razor now. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, Razor's doing a thing. Is that Razor? I don't know. It's Razor's doing a thing. And then as soon as the second one shows up, they they just start saying Egg. It's another one. It's another Razor. I don't know. Roderick Strong. He's right. Why? did they come out with green painted lace tablecloths over their head? They Genuinely, like, can someone clear that up for they me? They were like green wedding veils. It was, it it was, was mm-hmm. so confusing. It was very confusing. They, but they, I wanted, they wanted it to be a surprise. Because they were the big guys just to throw people around yeah. and they brought them in to just come and smash stuff up. But I, I enjoyed how they told the story with like, now these guys are in, now these guys are in, now these crazy guys are kind of a bit of both team. They're crazy and big. Yeah, I think they were probably trying to get a little bit of that magic that they had when it was DIY versus Mm -hmm. um, The Revival versus The Authors of Pain. And they were like, well, let's do that, but in two rings. And I don't know if it worked as well, but it was still really fun. I super agree. They needed extra people in there for when Alexander Wolfe chopped his own head open. Yikes. And for when Kylo Riley punched himself in the face with a chair. Which, if anyone who didn't enjoy it, Mike, I'll just send you that gif because you can just watch it over and over. I would like to see that a lot. Because that's magical. (laughs) I'd like to see that many more times. He hit himself in the face with a chair. He really did. I don't care if it was work. I don't care. It was a great spot. It was the bestest. (laughs) Sorry, I'm done. No, that's amazing. And speaking of the craziness of that match, it was so crazy with all of the injuries and all of the rings and all of the ropes and the cages um, that it did overshadow the fact that we have a new NXT champion which is dope. Um, Andrade Cien Almas, I'm sure I butchered that, beat Drew McIntyre with an assist from Zelina Vega. And here's a clip. Almas with the one, the two,
is hilarious. Tomorrow is just he just commits, man. <laughs> I'm so happy he's back, and I'm so happy he's on NXT. So, what did y'all think of that win? I loved it. Not the biggest Drew Galloway fan. Drew, what's his name? McIntyre. That's now. right. Mcintyre, <laughs> right. Yeah. No. I, I think he's just too big. Maybe. I think he just really? might be too big. I think like. Just about everything I see him do other than the Claymore. I think the Claymore is a beautiful thing. Mm. I think everything else he's just too damn big to be doing it. Well, it's kind of like, you know, he's like an indie guy trapped inside a big dude's body. And and yeah. I and, and whenever I'm watching him, that is the level of emotional confusion that I have. I just don't understand why he's doing most of the things he's doing. So, yeah. I, I mean, and I, and I like seeing, I think the career turnaround this guy's made yes, in NXT is incredible. Oh, my God. I'm really happy that they've, that they've decided to let him run with the ball for a while. I agree. Yeah. What do you think, Lance? I think Zelina is going to make a fantastic heel champion. <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> Which is what see, really see, happened. See, 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 see. I was doing the fingers for you guys at home. He was. Yes, he was doing happened. the fingers, and it was amazing. Yeah, um, usually people don't come back from uh, no. the place that, that he was at in terms of him coming in as a highly kind of talked about name off of the Indies and, mm-hmm. and out of Mexico yeah. and not really connecting with the crowd and kind of floundering for a while. The turnaround has been, it's been awesome. I mean, ever since they turned him heel, it did seem like something started to click. So uh, I'm happy that it's gone this far. I agree. Yeah. And it felt relatively unexpected, which I think is super fun in NXT because the new thing now is like, we brought up this guy you all love from the Indies. He's champion now. Because <laughs> I, like, I was like, oh, are they just going to hold it on Drew until they put it on Adam Cole until the end of the world? Mm-hmm. But now it's like, I don't know. And and again, to your point with Drew, like, how does someone, you're right, he's so big. How does someone like a Johnny Gargano fight a Drew McIntyre? You can't. Like, right. That's just confusing. So now I feel like it just leveled the playing field in a way that makes me really excited for NXT. I agree. I love wrestling. So every NXT takeover tends to have that one person that really steps up and raises their stock to a new level. This time, a lot of people agree, including me, that it was Velveteen Dream. Um, He has such a great match with Aleister Black and a losing effort. How much did y'all love this match? The man stole my heart. Mm-hmm. He did. Mm-hmm. He did. I, and I'd only seen him a couple times before that and was decidedly nonplussed in those <laughs> other occasions. I kept, I remember, because I've yeah. been like Velveteen Dream and you've been like, I got to see something. I, he's wearing a lot of my outfits from the late 90s. Oh. Those sleeveless <laughs> turtlenecks. I'd like to see which the Which I was photos. kind of, yeah, I yeah. was like, oh, I had a bunch of those in college. The glittery silver turtleneck with no sleeves. I'm like, I remember you. Yeah, I do, I do respect <laughs> that friends. he's doing every era of Prince, because yeah. now he's doing like the three... <laughs> Like, was it the three-eyed girl thing that he was doing right before he passed away? I I definitely appreciate it. I appreciate that he did the cornrows the way that he did them. Oh, my God. That must have taken so long and been so painful. Oh, I I promise you it did. The tights and the Rick Rude nods. It was amazing. It was my favorite match of, I think, of the 12 hours of wrestling that we've seen. It's going to be my match of the year at this point, I think. It's Yeah. So I don't, there's no need to because it's over and it's as over as over can be. The storytelling was, like, second to none. Do you have a favorite thing that happened in that match? I mean, I loved, loved, loved the ending where he said his name. I, I, I do, like, too. It warmed, oh. it warmed my guts. Yeah. It literally it really it, I teared up at that. I teared up at least two more times during this yeah. takeover. So just uh, go ahead and keep <laughs> scoring, home. Yeah, I loved the moment when uh, Alistair Black turned and did, which, again, was another moment that was almost lost with Bad Direction, where he did his sort of, like, snake slide across yes. at him. Because he's been doing the, like, roll into the cross-legged sit. Um, so Velveteen Dream is rolling into his cross-legged stance, Alistair Black's, and Alistair Black rolled into his snake stance. And I was like, oh, this is so good! This is, that's when I knew they were... 
because it started out so technical and then it went into like a real kick-ass fight and yeah. then it turned into something really exciting and desperate and you could tell they both wanted that match. Right. Yeah, and so how so do you, you do think that this elevated both of them? Like both yep. of them come out because obviously everyone, the, the, the story of this weekend, I think, is definitely the ascension of Velveteen Dream from fucking, oh, it was that guy in one of the Tough Enoughs to mm-hmm. like this. But I think it made him more accessible to people who have mm-hmm. just been like, he's that weird guy. Because I was so surprised at how over Velveteen Dream was. People yeah. were chanting from him for the off, from the off. And like you said, I just thought Alistair Black was there, so it didn't matter. But then to watch the counter chance and to watch people volley back and forth between the two mm. of them. I was like, yeah, this is this is good for both of you. Yay. Yay. Wrestling. <laughs> okay, and so what did you think of Lars Sullivan versus Cassius Ono? I have watched this match twice and I still don't remember anything from it. Oh, now, that's not no. to say it's bad. It's oh, not to say no. it's bad. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I just got it. I just uh, I, 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 I'm a big Chris Hero fan just from like seeing him at PWG a bunch yeah. and having yes. him like sweat on me because yes. it's that small. He's a sweaty man. Yeah, he's a very sweaty he guy. He would sweat on you from across the street. That's like, yeah, that's legit. <laughs> you are not wrong. I've definitely been s- sweated on yeah. by him in the like in the standard. If we were all yeah. to get our DNA tested, like, there's it's a little there. bit of his sweat yeah. on everyone. It's yeah. fine. You're right. And it's said with love because. Because same, same. But I'm not emotionally invested in whatever he's doing right now. And and the Lars guy, I don't really know from Adam because I don't watch the weekly NXT TV. And he just looks like a big guy. And it looks like there's probably going to be big things in his future. This match mm. just didn't do much for me. I do watch it particular. and I don't care for him. Well, there you go. So... It's always going to be Chris Hero. I'm always going to be weirded out by him tucking his fucking jersey into his pants. <laughs> it's weird. It's so upsetting. If you walked around with a t-shirt tucked into your underwear, people would be like, no. <laughs> no. Even if it was like you were putting pants on over it, it's still not a thing you do. Yeah, right. you do that at home like, by babies, yourself. Babies do that. <laughs> babies do that. <laughs> That's how babies you know keep baby? their shirts on. Yeah. <laughs> Is he a baby? I don't know. <laughs> he looks like a giant baby. Maybe he snaps at the bottom. <laughs> Maybe you know what you know what if if I found out that it was a bodysuit everything I just said I would change my mind completely yeah just because then it would be a, like a blues on blouse on bodysuit it would be a magical magic yeah you should just imagine it that's what it you is you know what and now it is yep. and yeah. now it's a bodysuit so finally Ember beat Nikki Cross Peyton Royce and Kyrie Sane in a fatal four way to be the new NXT Women's Champion do you agree with Ember as the right choice um, after Oscar? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I love Ember Moon. I'm happy she's champion. Mm-hmm. I hate the way the story has been told now. That's like she couldn't be Oscar. She couldn't be Oscar. She couldn't be Oscar. Ah, let her have it. Because it feels like it takes away from how great she is. I agree. I do agree that that's a problem with it. I did. I cried with the iconic duo in the beginning. Obviously, <laughs> I teared up a little bit. Just like that moment where she's like, "No, Peyton, like you have to go by yourself now." I teared up at Billy Kay's makeup. <laughs> and I know that's like the bitchiest thing I'll say. Do, I but mean, you do have you Jesus. do have a beauty podcast, so I, like and I, and my, it's not like this is an this is shit that you do know. You do you with your makeup, but she had done her, and then someone else had done her, and then someone else had done her. And I'm like, <laughs> I just want to have a little sit down chat with her. And oh. you're a beautiful woman. Let's have a word. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stop. No. This is me. I'm not going to shout anything today. No, no, no. I love this. 
Hal doesn't give us this kind of perspective. So <laughs> this is this is great. Oh, I love that every time the three of us in a room together, it suddenly becomes a mini fashion corner. It does. It does. <laughs> um, and then, of course, I cried at the end when Asuka was like insisting. That was that, like, great. I have to, which, and so I great. love that. And, and mostly, and a lot of because of what you said, Lindsay, yep. about like. It does feel like, oh, well, she couldn't, we have to give it to her now, even though she couldn't beat Asuka. I love that moment of it being like, no, she was always supposed to get the belt from mm-hmm. me. I'm going to be the one to give her that belt. Yep. If you're checking at home, the Danielle Cryon meter <laughs> for War Games was three. <laughs> you know, on this on this card, I was not necessarily entertained the most by the multi-person matches. I prefer you know NXT. I yeah, yeah. And I, and I echo that sentiment, especially with the takeovers, because when you look at... The women's championship match that we just saw. I mean, and if you think about like the wars that have come at takeovers mm, before, mm-hmm. you know, Bailey and Sasha and Charlotte and Becky, like these one on one just wars. And I feel like the emotional investment you have as a viewer, especially if you don't watch from week to week, when you get to these special events and you can just have a face and a heel like in a protracted match where where the championship is at stake, like it tends to be more satisfying for me. I agree, and that's also why I know a lot of people were like cranky that Peyton didn't win, because especially because of after. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know what? I want her, when she gets that win, now that she's been imbued with the confidence that like, yo, either one of us is good enough, and either, you know, we can do this on our own. I want it to be a one-on-one match. I don't right. want yeah, it to be one I of those. I want it to be a bigger story for her, and yep. just winning it in a four-woman the match is not it's not enough. Yeah, it I didn't want that for Ember much, either, much but that's what we got. She needs a story. I really thought Nikki Cross would have been a great winner, to be honest, well, because then got, they could have had to be, I guess. I know. But <laughs> I, is she like, is she did they call on her? No, they're not. No, because I, I yeah. would have liked the idea of the you know, sanity get the belts yeah. and then she has a belt. I love when a stable has a lot of belts. Right. Um and I think she'd be a really good crazy person champion because I love Nikki Cross. Mm-hmm. I love Nikki Cross too. I do, I agree. I like sanity it. sanity needs her more than SmackDown does. Yeah, I agree. If you have any thoughts on any of the things we said or how well you should blend out your contour, I have so many thoughts, um, <laughs> let us know about it on Facebook.com slash group slash Tights Fights or at Tights Fights on Twitter. When we come back, we're going to break down Survivor Series. Up next on Tights and Fights. Hi, everybody. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. And I'm your sweet baby brother, Griffin McElroy. Me and 3,000 of your closest friends just found your next podcast obsession. Zero. Okay, but like the second best podcast. Zero. Oh, f- just listen to my brother, my brother, and me on MaximumFun.org. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. Hi there, I'm April Wolf, lead film critic at LA Weekly, and the host of the new Maximum Fun podcast, Switchblade Sisters. Do you love genre films? Do you love female filmmakers? Do you love discussions on craft? If your answer is yes, you'll love Switchblade Sisters. Every episode, I invite one female filmmaker on, and we talk in depth about their fave genre film and how it influenced their own work. So we're talking horror, action, sci-fi, fantasy, bizarro, and exploitation cinema. Mothers, lock up your sons, because the Switchblade Sisters are coming for you. Available at MaximumFun.org or wherever you find your podcasts. Tights and 
Danielle Radford, and I'm joined in the booth by... Michael Eagle. And... Lindsay Kelk. God, I love the way you say that, just like double dribble. It makes me happy. <laughs> so Survivor Series is, let's be real fair, the least loved of WWE's Big Four, but it was actually a night full of great matches. But we're going to start out with the worst one, the men's five-on-five Survivor Series match. Triple H's decision to attack members of his own team before sealing the win for Raw is being criticized a lot. What did y'all think? I think he can just fuck off. Whoa! You know, it was one of those things where I was like, this is exciting that it's a thing happening, but I'm already pissed because you just kicked out all your future main eventers who are never going to be main eventers because you use them as sacrificial allowance to pad out this match. I felt like it just wasn't enough for me. You just What are you setting up? You're setting up a match with Braun at some point for it to happen. I don't know what, when Grandpa... Hunter, who also just looked like a used-up biker, just hey, so we can all there was, there was He looked a... like a secondary villain from SVU that isn't the murderer, but you're meant to think he's the murderer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so specific. No, I no, I get it. The yeah, guy who right? looks, no, that's great. I love it. <laughs> the guy who looks like he did it in Scooby Doo. Yeah, and then yeah. they pull. Yeah, but the then it was like Stephanie. the kindly yeah. teacher, and he was like, oh, I just hate children or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know the uh, both of the multi-person matches on Survivor Series, like, they all look good on paper, but then you have to really give thought, I think, you know, when it comes to booking them on how you eliminate people to I keep agree. them looking mm-hmm. strong. Yep. And just, I don't like seeing people get pinned. Like, no. I just don't like seeing, like, people I like be pinned. And I feel like if they're not going to put any thought into, like, doing finishes in these matches and, and, and getting yep. people out of the way in ways that help them to look strong, I don't know, I don't know if they should do them. Mm. You know, just to also to clarify between the entrances beginning and ending, I had taken a bath, <laughs> like a literal run, got in, sat down and what came back out and I'd had a bath during that. <laughs> Randy's fucking hair grew out during those entrances. <laughs> they were so long and that shit was six hours long. So, no. <laughs> okay, so then you guys didn't like the decision to get rid of Nakamura and get rid of Rude early. And so then it's just like Shane and Cena and Randy. And Shane. Like, why Whoa. does Shane need to be put over strong? I, I don't just, get it. You already it. Like, own everything. And you got Shane chasing off Sammy and Kevin mm-hmm. with one chair? I know. They should have murdered him to death. They should have. Yeah. They should have his skull on a necklace. Yeah, like, yeah. isn't that the same guy? His skull that is w- huge. It's a big <laughs> it's such true. a heavy chain. That, yeah. That's how he. That's why he gets uh, so many hard hits when he falls <laughs> like that. It's just all brain first. Kevin is the guy who headbutted Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yep. And gave him a hard way. But Shane gets rid of him with a chain. Yeah, and, and he's on the pre-show. Another and another person. No, it's. I like the idea of Kevin and Sammy as like troublesome mischief-making minxes, you know? I love this kind of, like, <laughs> we're just skipping around and, like, kicking yeah. up shit and causing trouble until they work out what the fuck they're going to do with us. But that was ridiculous. No, I mean, I think... I like them being this kind of rogue force, but I want them to have an edge and I want them to they be dangerous. They want to have a and I, want, I want them to hit somebody with a brick. We like, just watched New Day walk into Raw and, like, smash the shit out of the entire roster. And then we're watching Shane chase Kevin fucking Owens and Sami Zayn out with a chair. Yeah. Like, please, Like, they've people. never seen chairs before? Yeah, they're like, oh, my God, he has an actual <laughs> folding chair. That could physically do damage it's to us. kryptonite. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you probably shouldn't be in a business where they just keep them around everywhere. True. So from the end of the show, back to the beginning... What did y'all think of the Shield versus the New Day match? Speaking of New Day. I enjoyed it, but I also don't remember that one. Okay. Yeah, but I did enjoy it. I just don't remember shit from it at all. I enjoyed it. I don't care for the Shield. 
So it's okay. Interesting. I was not okay. I said it on the internet, which is why I'm allowed to say it here because I've already said it for all the people. Yeah, so you've already um, been, you've already read all the insults. Yeah, right. So. It's, we had a discussion about where I should meet my support group in the trash, mm. and they were, that's a valid opinion. Um, I, <laughs> raccoons live in the trash, and I love raccoons. <laughs> so Oscar the sorry, Grouch just, lives in the trash. Go ahead and say raccoons again yeah. one more time. Raccoons. Thank raccoons. you. That's very cute. That is extremely <laughs> cute. Um, but I. I don't care about them. I don't care about them. And I don't care that they've been set up to be put back together to fall apart. I don't care about them with secondary titles. I don't care. I just I just don't care. Because I'm like, why am I why am I invested in you guys? What's the big game? What are you doing next? Because you're not like you're all champions your own right now, so what's the point in being back together? What's the fight? Why why are you here? I do think what's the fight is a very important thing. And I feel like the idea, everyone, including myself, got so caught up in the idea of how cool it would be to see the shield back together that as can sometimes happen, there isn't a what's next. Or if there is, it's not going to start until we get on the road. And so we've got like two months of, well, what's next? Because if it's they're back together, because as a trio, as like a dark, dangerous, fucked up trio as they were when they were so rogue and you could so unpredictable, if this is they're going to go after Brock Lesnar and break him apart as a trio and then feed him to Roman at Mania, which I hear is a thing that could happen, then okay. But Brock's not there every week. So how do you do that? So in that case, I don't get it. What's the point? I, I like it. But I like I, th- I like it just in terms of them actually setting somebody up in the main event to be cheered consistently that they can kind of build the show around. So in terms of at least lining that part up, mm-hmm. I'm with it. And then now we can kind of see where it can go. But right. yeah, I, I do understand what you mean. Like it, cause it's obviously for straightening out Roman in terms of his yes. positioning, yeah. yes. but the cost of it is it does make Seth and Dean a little less yeah, interesting. And I, love, I love Seth. I miss I miss bad boy Seth running things. I really miss those days. I just, he was so good for so long, and now he's Roman's monkey boy again. Yeah. He's Roman's best friend. <laughs> no, he's not. You know he isn't. <laughs> he might be Joe's best friend. Yeah, he's, he's Joe's not <laughs> Roman's best friend. You're not wrong. Okay, you're not <laughs> wrong. That's a good distinction. Speaking of the Shield, their work continued past their victory on Sunday, and here's what happened when they went on Ms. TV. And if it wasn't for me pushing and prodding you, you three would never set aside your macho pride, hash things out, and got out the good old tactical vest. So yes, I think the least I deserve the is least. a thank you, Miss. <laughs> the least I deserve. I would listen to him read the phone book. He's so good. This is so good. Is this still a phone book? Huh? Is this still a phone book? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I just show my age. I don't think I've ever heard that champ before. <laughs> I know. First, Houston. Yeah, well done, Houston. That's a good. That's a good ass champ. And I'm kind of surprised it took someone that long to do it. I you know, know someone's been doing it at home and was just waiting <laughs> for the time they could bust out. And so after that, Roman would go on to beat The Miz in a really good main event for the Intercontinental title. He's now the second Shield member to be a Grand Slam champion. Mm-hmm. And you guys are still just kind of like, eh. I do like Miz with the IC belt, but if you're going to put a faction together and have them be dominant, they're going to have to get belts. I think that's just kind of how it has to yeah. be. If they're going to be this dominating yeah. force, you got to start feeding them titles, man. Mm-hmm. They got to look like they are the force to be reckoned with. And I feel like, you know, that's... I figure that's going to be it, right? They're going to get the tag team belts back because yeah, they're sure. keeping them in that yeah. program. So, and that, no, I'm okay with it. I just, 
I will, and I know this is part and parcel of being a wrestling fan. Like, I just want to believe that there's like a super awesome kick-ass plan behind everything. Oh man! Um, and I, I give too much credit and hope too much. I hope too much. <laughs> That's my problem. I, have, I mean, I have a lot of needles for that balloon, man. I, I, it's my just. Ugh, I know. I feel bad. Like my cynicism is my very contagious. About this. It's yeah. fine. You know, and I do. I like Roman with the Intercontinental title. I think that it's great because um, it's got to go on somebody, and if like. I want it to be Miz forever, but yeah. if the reason it's not the Miz is because he's going to go be on movie sets and then be there for the birth of his daughter, I can't get cranky about it. You yeah. know what I mean? And again, he's taking and Becky is also going to be a, yeah. a person. I wonder, how, <laughs> I wonder what she's going to be. Is she going to be like an Irish Marine? Oh, I hope so. Because <laughs> she's a trained actress, right? Like she, I, she told I me that so. when we talked to her. Yeah. She, uh, she did acting and stuff, so yeah. she should be good. Let's go, Becky. I'm very, very excited. Moving on to another Survivor Series match. The Raw women defeated the SmackDown women, including with Asuka winning essentially a handicap match for her team. Um, Did y'all enjoy this match? I thought that it was fun. Again, you know me, two dudes. But I did enjoy this match. What'd yeah, me too. I, I and as we were talking about before, uh, with regards to pinning people and yeah. making them look sucky and weak and bad, I loved that they managed to not pin Nia. Mm-hmm. I liked mm-hmm. that that was done that way, that it, it was believable, that she was just so enraged. I loved any time she and Tamina were in the ring together. That was amazing. Like, yeah. It felt real. That was the really The fact amazing. that she dwarfed Tamina. Yeah. I was like, I've never seen you guys side by side. This is the best. Oh, and then them doing the Samoan headbutts to each other, that and then me so having bad. to explain to people what that was. <laughs> I was like at a party, and there was like one dude who was there, and he was like, I don't get what's happening. I'm like, okay, so here's the deal with the Samoan yeah. headbutt, yeah. Um, and here's how why you don't headbutt yeah. a Samoan unless you are Samoan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let this family work it out oh and also so the the charlotte versus uh alexa bliss match what did you guys think about that it yeah, was kind of really like a slower match it. but i thought that was some of that was i think the best match that alexa has had and yes. she has had some great matches mm-hmm. yeah i thought it was great thought the finish was great i'm all there for that the one-on-one gave you the kind of stakes you're looking for charlotte's just really a darling for the audience right now so mm. it's good to She's have her to solidly so root well for. into that face role when they yeah. first transitioned her it was so painful and mm-hmm. now yeah. she is there I'm so, so proud of how well she's come around to that. It's awesome. I agree, because I was always like, why would you ever turn Charlotte a she's face? She's such a natural heel, but it's she's like, oh, shit, son, heel. she's actually amazing at this. Yeah, and we'll get heel Sasha. Well, we will yeah. get heel Charlotte back. <laughs> Although, I, I mean, so. I've been waiting for heel Sasha for fucking years, and Ooh. it looks like they're never giving me that either. Guys, I will still buy the Funko Pops. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the heels that I want. Speaking of Sasha, did they, I mean, and, and we talked about the, have, the way that they had people lost lose, but Sasha tapped out in this match mm. didn't she did yep. she tap out like she that tapped. really bothered me it really mm. bothered me a lot like I mean and I think it's because I think it's a degree worse than even having a baby face get pinned is having him tap out and I just yeah. think it's unnecessary especially if you're if it's not going to be like a kind of long protracted like I feel like she tapped out fairly quickly I'd have yeah. to go back and watch because again 12 hours of wrestling but I feel like she did tap out pretty quickly yeah because when Cesaro had um and Uso in the sharpshooter. <laughs> he was in one. that sharpshooter for hours. Right. And the whole time it was happening, I was like, is he going to tap? Is he gonna li-? I was genuinely, because after going like, oh, he's not going to tap. He's just going to break this. And then he didn't. And he was in it so long. And then he finally managed to get to the rope. I'm like, oh, shit. That's how you get out of a sharpshooter. You make it genuinely look like it nearly murdered you. Yeah, so but yeah, was that was kind of brutal. He she was in there tapped. so long that Lindsay took her first bath of the night while he was inside <laughs> I the had seven. So clean. So clean. I don't have a bathtub in my house. I and I had access to a bathtub. So... That's the thing that happened. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, we're gonna stick. Uh, we're gonna stick with the women for a second. On Raw and SmackDown, we saw a total of six 
six, six women leaders. added to the main roster. And the same fucking storyline twice. Hello! The first was a long-lost champion Have on Monday. Have your writers <laughs> speak to each other. <laughs> Please. I know. Um, we did get to see the return of a favorite sister, Yay. a prodigal sister. And here's that clip. He's going to take advantage of this situation right here. That's the question. Oh, listen to that. Fucking pop! And when the artwork came up behind her, like, I want this t-shirt. I want this. scream for me? Is that what you said? Yeah. Like, I would like this now. Oh, you know she has, like, a goth girl. Yes, she's a vampire. A vampire. I know you just have vampire diaries. Oh, my God. I'm Listen. sorry, ladies. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt your business. You did? I just had something to say to you and every single one of these people out here today. I'm back. Love it. Love it. I just thought fucking pop. Um, and so then on NXT... <laughs> right, so then on SmackDown, we had the same thing happen, yeah. and here's a clip of that. Hey, Naomi. How's it going? Ruby Riot. Sure am. Let me go ahead and introduce you to some of my friends. Liv Morgan. And Sarah Logan. No, 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 no. Don't get up. Don't get up. No, I'm good. We just came here to say... That's hella bold. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See what happens. So, starting with Paige, she's back, which is fucking awesome. And I'm in love with that pop, and I'm in love with Houston. Yep. Um, and she brought with her Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville from NXT as her partners. Aside from the fact that obviously we saw the same storyline literally two nights in a row. <laughs> Are you guys pumped to see this faction or whatever it's going to be, or these two new call-ups? I don't know who they are. Oh, okay. Michael. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know... Page is yeah. obviously quite recognizable. <laughs> yeah, the other two I, I don't think I've ever seen before, so I didn't have that sort well, of yeah, excitement. Yeah, and Mandy, Mandy hasn't wrestled very much in no. NXT. I did Not like. Have. Which one was dressed like an MMA? That's Sonya Deville. I've been clamoring, uh, maybe silently clamoring inside of my body for for them to present female competitor with that kind mm-hmm. of MMA presentation, like just, just so they look like a fighter. Yeah. Like I've been really wanting that to happen. So seeing that made me excited that they might actually like present yeah. somebody in that manner. Cause I think that there's like no ceiling for how far somebody can go. Cause it, cause they've been going so hard with like the two feet weave and yep. you know, mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff hanging off the, and it's just the stuff that kind of takes me out of the athletic competition of it. So having somebody present in that manner, I think it's going to be a really good change of pace. I'm literally the opposite to Mike because I know everything about these women. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, like, I watch NXT weekly because mm-hmm. I don't have anything else to do. Um, and I also spent some time enjoying Tough Enough Season 6, uh, which is where Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville came from. Yep. So and they Patrick were, Clark, and man. And Velveteen Dream, which is why it turns out Tough Enough Season 6 available to watch on the WWE Network for nine ninety nine a month. Not sponsored. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> is apparently the most influential thing that's happened in the fucking WWE in about five years. So maybe people go back and watch some Tough Enough. It's interesting. But yeah, Sonya Deville was an MMA fighter. Also, is she gay? Am I making that up? I understand she's she a is, gay yes, lady. Yes, she's a gay lady. Which is awesome. And I believe she is the first openly yes. lesbian women's wrestler in the WWE. I'm sure that there have been plenty. I'm sure that was a whole big thing in Tough Enough. But yo, like as, yeah. as a queer lady, it is pretty fucking dope pretty to have to like her. an openly gay person. And I know that like Darren Young was a thing, but like they weren't really, he never got no. like, he didn't get as much of a push as it he feels like they're giving He didn't get like a push like her. she's getting from one night. From one but night. But I was super into it. so that's pretty it. great. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited to see fresh meat. I'm excited to see new people. I'm really curious as to how Liv Morgan is going to be a heel. That seems weird. Now she's like kind of Carmella light, right? Yes. Well, she's Jersey. Oh, she used to be. She's yeah. Jersey. She's Jersey. It's completely Whereas different. Carmella is Staten Island. For reasons. Which I got may have been yeah. my favorite moment of all of Survivor Series. <laughs> Excuse me, Miss, your Staten Island is showing. That may yeah. have been my whole favorite moment, which I was like, oh, no one mentioned puppies, but you made a joke about a lady. Um, <laughs> I have a particular cause for concern because they haven't done anything to make them like look like they belong to the same mm-hmm. team or anything. Right. And so it looks kind of smashed together, right now. which is to me as a an audience member who's unfamiliar when you see that you're like, yeah. oh, this is not a thing. And right. I worry about the rest of the women's. I, that was that's my big worry. I'm I'm the only thing I'm hoping may go happen is that maybe with all of the hours of wrestling, yeah. we could get. Maybe 45 minutes of it could be Can about you imagine women. imagine a mid-card women's feud? I mean, I think you kind of right. have to now, right? Yeah. Like, if you're going to do it, like, yeah. Or you can do that thing that we're always talking about that everyone says they won't do and actually do a women's tag team division because you yeah. have more, more than, than enough, enough now. Yeah, that you could do that. If it's just meeting a room for a women's rumble, then you need a bigger plan. I, mm. Although I want a women's rumble. I want a women's rumble so bad. I want a women's but rumble. And I feel like this to, might be... They have to work out how to storyline more than one women's story at, at one time. They have to, to mm-hmm. maintain all these people. And it's really bothersome when you think about it because there's so many stories on the raw women's side yet to even be told. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still, like, we this, this Sasha Bailey Sasha. tension is, like, two years deep now that they no. won't touch seemingly because they don't have enough goddamn time. But come on, you yeah, know what I mean? I, I, they it, just don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> so more from SmackDown. What do you guys feel about what WWE is doing with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? We touched on it a little bit for Survivor Series. What did you think about like the the weird begging and and how are you feeling about that right now? What they are doing is kind of putting Kevin and Sami both in the position that Sami was in, rather than putting them in the position that Kevin was yeah. in. Right. Like yeah. it's so not instead a strong of, position, it's a weaker one. Instead of bolstering Sami, they've actually brought Kevin down. That's what yeah. it feels like. At first, it felt great. Yeah. Do we think this might be punishment good. for whatever the hell happened on the European tour? But and the whole, the whole thing, that whole thing was around them look, being made to look weak. So right. then this would just, like, it would seem that this is just part of the same plan. And if that's true, why are they the opening segment of SmackDown? Why is Shane calling them out as the opening segment? If that's true, bury them. Like, if that's true, make them go away for two minutes. Isn't there more money in them being dangerous? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I don't understand why they don't do that. And by having him abandon Sammy to get beat up last night, like it's you can't have a split in this or yet. Yeah. No, it's like, not time. This has to stay together for some time. <sighs> so before we get to the final championship match from Sunday, uh, Samoa Joe choked out Finn Balor. Good for Joe or bad for Balor? What do you think? I'm going solidly bad for Balor. Bad for I mean, Balor. Gosh, because I, you're you're at the point now. Okay, because he he get he got pinned Sunday. 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he got beat up by Kane a couple weeks in a row. So, I mean, you, he hasn't had a real good moment since he went over AJ. And AJ is a damn champion now. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not understanding. It, no. Like, he's another one where, like, you would think there's more money in presenting him strong. I don't understand the. He's selling the, a bunch of those t shirts. Yeah. I'm yeah, seeing a lot of them. So he's got a new design, like, every week. Yeah. Julian's got, like, eight. I have two. So, like, Julian and I, and we can't be the only ones propping this man up. I've seen him on the streets. Um, so, yeah. I, I'm T-shirts on the streets. Desperately. <laughs> Sorry. 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 Uh, I'm desperately trying to find a way that it's good for Finn. And I guess if it's going to play into a feud and Finn comes out on top, it is. But also, why? Yeah. So, I, yeah, it's not it's not good. And Joe comes off looking like the awesome monster Joe is. But Joe could have looked like a monster by beating anyone. Yep. They've been fighting forever, yeah. and they're not the couple that we want to watch It's the only match forever. where no one's shouting, fight forever. So, <laughs> like, listen to, take the temperature of the room, Vince. Like, no, stop it. I yep, agree. super agree. Oh, uh, do to do what else? Oh, so, the Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> I feel like we did this. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Bludgeon oh, Brothers. Blossom. Okay. Brothers well, of the Blood. I'm they're working. Good for you guys. Yeah, you're on TV. You did it in your fucking matching onesies. So we bludgeoned, we brothers. Let's talk about AJ Styles versus Brock. It was a really great match. AJ got to showcase a lot of his offense, but Brock still came out on top. Did you enjoy the match? Did it keep AJ looking good? I enjoyed it. I, yeah, I definitely I, enjoyed I it. I thought it was it's probably my favorite Brock match I've watched in a long time. He worked? I, I do classify Brock matches in different ways to other matches in that I don't always expect them to be good. Right. <laughs> and it was. No, and it was. It, it felt great. like a competitive match. There yeah. were moments and they were small because I'm not super <laughs> stupid but there were moments when I was like maybe AJ could and yeah. then I wouldn't finish that sentence well, in my head. Well also you do but... math so by that point in Survivor Series like uh... I want to just take a sec man just to shout out how goddamn insanely fantastic AJ Styles is as a bumper. Just, just bumping mm. all mm-hmm. over the place, and still having like the the wind and the energy and the precision to hit like all those top rope springboard mm-hmm. difficult things that he does. In that sense, like I feel like he's getting over as a performer. So yeah. right. people just respect his talent and those little things that he does so much that even though he didn't win his match, and I do feel like there were a ton of reasons to have AJ eke out this win, it would have made mm-hmm. him forever if right. they had and it's not, and it. And, you, and Brock sacrifices nothing because he's right. still the champion. If there was a moment to put someone over Brock, this, I think, would have been the moment to... Mm-hmm. But in defeat, and I think in the way that he performed in this match, I think that like people became a little bit more emotionally invested in AJ. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. When AJ came out on SmackDown last night, oh yeah, he, he got yeah. almost a standing ovation just mm-hmm. for standing yeah. upright. You know, people yeah, love 100%. that man right now. Yeah, you know what? That was, I wanted the David versus Goliath, and that's what I've been saying yeah. forever with a bunch of these different dudes. And of course, it was going to be AJ that gave mm-hmm. it to me. So, are you on board with more Brock as champ if it means we get matches like that? L- let's see. We're at Survivor Series now. The next pay per view is a SmackDown only, I believe. And then yep. what? Is it the Rumble after that? Yep. Mm-hmm. And then so Brock likely has a match at the Rumble with somebody he's going to beat. And then he doesn't have another match likely until Mania. Probably until Mania. Right? Yeah. yeah. And that's my only issue yep. with it. It's like, I'm trying to think who is at a Brock-worthy level, who I'm happy to take out the Rumble and have a match with Brock at the Rumble, 
but who I know is just being fed to him. My money's on Joe, especially because they just they just they're getting his submission mm-hmm. over again. No, I'm well, I hope that it's if they do this, they they don't completely kill Joe again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, things got sad, guys. Um, <laughs> should AJ just keep that WWE title for the future, even though he's fighting more Mahal in the upcoming weeks? Just let him I keep want, it forever. I want him to keep it forever. I think that there's so much more in gender in the chase in India than him being the champ in India. So, and, yeah, I'm all about AJ keeping the title. And there's think? there's only one ma- one uh, event in India now, Yeah, right? I was like, business-wise, yep. like, they've they've reduced it to one match. Because so. it was supposed to be, happened, like, two weeks of like, India, wasn't it? Too well, bad, It was at least sorry. supposed to be two events. Yeah. I don't know if it was supposed to be. But then... But they're far apart. India's huge. Rest and now true. it's, like, one thing. As soon as they announced they were compressing into one event, like, oh, I'm so sorry, gender. It's, it's gender and Triple H at the one event in yes. India, right? Yeah, he's so not then, even fighting AJ. So there's no reason no. to put the title back on gender no. if he's not going to defend Which it. Which makes the whole thing just like padding out Clash of Champions, basically. Mm. Which yeah. sucks because AJ's the fucking best. And I want to see him best. wrestle everybody every week, all the time. <laughs> just I just see everyone has so much to learn from him. Imagine how what an amazing resource he's going to be when he transitions into being a trainer. Oh. If you were a wrestler, if you were Velveteen Dream coming up, and they're like, hey, you want to hang out with AJ for two minutes and learn a lifetime's worth of skills in four seconds? Like, sure, I'll, okay, I'll do it. Oh, yeah. Because oh, like agree. you say, he's a performer and he's such a such a good performer. <sighs> My beautiful gazelle man. I know some people are still cranky that Jinder's in the main event title scene. I'm not. What, he held yeah, title I, for a while. What else do you I just like it in the main event scene. I at would least. be so disappointed if he wasn't. I agree. Like if they like immediately downgraded him after yeah. all that time invested, and I'd be like, why did y'all even do that? AJ lost the uh, the U.S. title and then immediately won the main event title. So like you can't have this guy lose the main event oh, yeah. title and then just disappear. I mean, if I were the same brothers, I wouldn't be checking my emails for a while because they're going to get future <laughs> endeavored in about four minutes. They did jump AJ last night, though. So they did, and that was this. nice for them. Yeah, well, and they can always go. They M- can always. M- Emma. They can Emma always go to thing. 205 Live. <laughs> like that is one thing. They can always be on 205 Live. They, they could. Which today, is, Tommy is going to 205 Live. So like, holy shit, you guys. Okay. I mean, I'll watch it now more. I keep trying. It's, it's not bad. Better. It's, it's getting, getting better. better. It's, I keep I've thinking really about it, it as baby NXT. Yes. Like, where was NXT five years ago? Yeah, and this isn't to say that, like, the people aren't talented or no, anything like that. Shit. But just to, in terms of figuring out the show, it's a new show and it takes time. Yes. Uh, but as long as, and, you know, if, if what I've read at the beginning of 205 Live continues to be true, then this is still a Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn production. And it will never be good if, as long as it's that. Because he doesn't know what to do with these little people. He has no idea. I like to know. I just feel like he is sat in his room with the dolls. Mm-hmm. Being like, and then, and then, this one does this. And he, flippy. And, he, right? and then this one does this on a trampette and, and gets stuck. And put the black ones together because they, yeah. they look alike. That's all they can do. Yeah. Like goes with like. These two have to match and these two have to it's match. It's been that way forever. Vince has missed a large portion of history. And nothing's <laughs> going to change until he's sadly no longer with us. <sighs> okay. I know we're not putting anything over because uh, we, we've been through, we've, we've done a hell of an episode. But I do want to end on something positive. Woo. Lindsay. Oh. 
Tell me, uh, tell, give, give us more, uh, uh, just a little snippet about your love for Tough Enough Season 6. Oh, I love Tough Enough Season 6. I love wrestling and I love reality TV and everything came together in one magical place. Paige is on the judging panel, which is fantastic. Daniel Bryan was involved. Hulk Hogan was there for a short time. Very it short time. It was right in the middle of all the unpleasantness, um, of which we shall not speak. Oh, you're so and he English. was removed. The, the unpleasantness. <laughs> the unpleasantness. It was during the unpleasantness. Uh, and if I see one more fucking Hulkamania t-shirt in the front row at another event I'm going over to those people's houses and I'm going to slap the taste out of their mouth because irony is the worst thing that ever happened let's stop normalizing this, this friends like no but anyway Tough Enough Season 6 was great uh, Chris Jericho was around Miz was around it's all your favorite people telling people how badly they suck and how hard they're not trying yeah and it legit does it's have great. an impact on what's, uh, what's happening knew? in wrestling who now who knew I mean you don't need to watch all the way to the end because the people that won suck yep you should check it out on the network it's there it's fun there we go. Go check it out. You can see little baby Patrick Clark being better at everyone and knowing wrestling and making sure everyone knows it. So um, that's it. Did anybody? You can see ZZ. Oh, ZZ. Oh, God, ZZ. He wrestled alligators. The one that people, like, I feel like the audience was trolling WWE, like, we're going to make you make him the winner. They literally <laughs> just liked him because he was big and reminded us of Dusty, and we needed something that reminded us of Dusty. And alligators. And because he wrestled I mean, alligators. It's enough. And he also wrestled with his own willpower to actually <laughs> learn how to wrestle. Anybody have anything they want to plug this week? Plurgity plurgs? I don't know. I don't think so. That's okay. You know, um, do the things you guys always do. Buy the album. Watch the latest episode of Deadass. There you go. Buy the, do those yeah. things. I have a beauty podcast. Yay! Venn diagram of people who love beauty and wrestling. It's called Full Coverage. Go check it out. Oddly enough, I don't think it's just us. So, as per usual, watch me on Vanquished. Watch me when I do stuff. Follow me on Twitter. Hey, be my friend on Animal Crossing. I'll put up my thing and we can all, like, visit each other's camps and shit. So that does it for this week on Tights and Fights. We are a podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. This week our hosts are Mike Eagle and Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Danielle Radford. Our producer is No Fro Samurai, Julian Burrell. <laughs> Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music as well, so we are putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook.com slash group slash Tights and at Tight Fights on Twitters. And if you love the show, please remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all of your friends. Okay, bye. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Bites. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.